0: Hello, and welcome to Humans of Van Life. This is episode 23, so exciting, and I'm here with Steve. How are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling good, yeah. It's a beautiful day, we're sitting in the forest, and um, got some work done today, and some relaxing, so feeling great.
0: So good, yeah, I actually heard you up at, I think it was 6 a.m. or a bit earlier. It was too early. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes it was, but I managed (laughs) to go back to sleep, and you had a good work day. I did. Awesome. So a little update um, for people who don't know why I'm doing this. I get lots of feedback about wanting me to start off the podcast with like a little update of like where I am and how I am and things like that. Sure. So I'll just touch base briefly because I'm still learning like how the best format to do this is. But I would say I'm still riding the energy of the gatherings. So the mm-hmm. Colorado Gathering. That was so magical for me. And actually I met Steve there. That's where we met, didn't we? Oh no, we met, we
1: met one night beforehand, but yes, where? at the overall, uh, that place up by, uh, <laughs> up, uh, between Carbondale and Basalt, right up on the mountain. We all camped out there the night before.
0: I'm forgetting, <laughs> I'm forgetting. Hold on. The pre-gathering. Pre, Yeah. Okay. The, that's where we met. We met at the pre-gathering. <laughs> Right, and everybody was in my van and we were like grooving yeah, and there was yeah. wine being drank yep, and
1: there was. Okay. And then yeah. the van life song was born the next day.
0: That's right. <laughs> Which we performed unfortunately several times. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just like totally immersed in community. I'm super focused on um, creating this documentary with my partner Nathan here. Uh, we've been doing several podcasts. We've been like travelling to different little towns to meet with people and basically get their story shared and lots of learning along the way. So yeah, that's my little update and we are currently in a BV. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just dive right in and let's start with you sharing a little bit about how long you've been living this lifestyle for. Sure. And what turned you onto it?
1: Sure. So I've been full-time in the van for uh, coming up on three years. And, uh, I left from Wisconsin and, uh, I work part-time on the road as an engineer. So I've been doing that for a while and uh, was sort of just traveling around, seeing the country until maybe um, a year ago about when I started to kind of get into the community. And now i've been doing a lot of going to community events and hanging out with fellow van lifers and everything Mm -hmm. um but let's i'll I'll back up a little bit to how i first got into the van so i uh, i worked out of college at a corporate career for a few years uh, and i decided pretty quickly that it wasn't really for me Uh, at least not right then i kind of wanted to take some time off Mm -hmm. and Travel, I guess. I never did uh, like a gap year, or Mm. never studied abroad, or anything like that. And I kind of, you know, felt like I needed to take a step back a little bit uh, to make sure I knew what I wanted out of life, I guess, before I kind of got trapped into this career cycle. Mm. Um, Because I could see that happening. I worked at a fairly large company and had a good job by all means, um, but I could just very clearly see how it would lead to being there for years and years and getting into this cycle where I need more and I need to stay a little bit longer to get a bonus or something like that because um that was where a lot of my coworkers were you know they had been there for 20 30 years and kind of spent their whole lives doing this thing that they had just sort of fallen into and it didn't have any intention behind it I guess and I knew that I didn't want that so uh I wanted to take some time off and travel. And after looking at it a little bit, I decided that a van was the way to go. And so I kind of got on that train and it took me probably three or four years um, before I actually was at a point in my life where I was able to do it. Um, You know, there's always some barrier to it, I feel like, whether it's a job, a relationship, a house, you know, whatever the case is. so I finally kind of got to the point where everything lined up. It was very sudden for me and uh, I, it was just very clear that, okay, I'd, I'd actually at that point already decided to buy a van and just start building it out with the intent of using it as a you know weekend adventure vehicle um, and living in it someday. And then all of a sudden I had this line of sight where I was like, okay, I can do this. Now's mm-hmm. the time if ever I can. I can you know, sell my house is done, not in a relationship. I had a job that just ended and it was like, okay, I can do it. So wow. yeah, I did. And, uh, sold my house and put a bunch of stuff in storage and moved into the van, built it out over a summer. And, uh, we've been full time in it since.
0: Holy crow. So it's a sprinter van that you it, built out. Oh? It is. Yes. Right. And what's like the model or,
1: um, it's a 2007 sprinter, the one forty four wheelbase. Okay. I wanted to, uh, fit everything in it, uh, yeah. but also not have it be too big. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit crowded, but I've got a lot of stuff in there mm-hmm. and uh, I've been pretty happy with it.
0: It's so well thought of, like oh, it's thank you. The, the shower you have in there and mm-hmm. I love the way it feels <clears throat> open, but yet everything you need is like right at your fingertips, which I yeah. guess is van life in that <laughs> show, <laughs> right. but you have like your office that you can set up there and like the full kitchen, which is beautiful and love that the seats in the front like rotate so it makes yeah. it more inviting.
1: Yeah, that makes a big difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I put a lot of thought into using uh, spaces for multiple purposes, and since I had been uh, planning on doing it for a while, mm-hmm. I had had a fair amount of time to look at other designs and ideas, and I had a pretty good feel for what I wanted before mm-hmm. I got the van and really embarked on the journey. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that, that helped me a lot. Uh, and I'm an engineer as well, so it yeah. kind of comes naturally with laying out space and you know figuring <laughs> all that out. Yeah. yeah.
0: I just realized. I remember our first conversation was, "You're an engineer. Oh, I'm a nurse. Did you know?" <laughs> oh yeah. The engineers was... <laughs> and nurses always get together. <laughs> I do awesome. remember that. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask: Are you? Do you find yourself saving money now that you're living this lifestyle? Like, what's that? <laughs> like, what's that experience for you?
1: Um, no, not really. I spend a lot less than I did. Uh, in my previous lifestyle, that's mm. 100% true, okay. but I also work a lot less than I did in my previous lifestyle. Right. I only work part-time, and really just enough to kind of you know, pay the bills okay. and save up enough to buy a few toys every year kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm saving money like a lot of people that are working full-time, I feel like, are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more at a, a point where I want to just take a step back and kind of, Uh, enjoy my life for a while without too much concern about money and saving for retirement or anything Mm -hmm. like that Uh, I feel like there's, money is easy to be had if you really want to put your mind to it, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, this kind of stuff, some people go their whole lives and never get this
0: That's so well said, like I completely agree, it's like money comes and goes, it's a frequency really but these experiences and these people like it is worth like, you know, you can't really put a price on this experience at least.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree with that.
0: And what about your mental health? Have you noticed, like, how has that changed or enhanced or maybe not since living on the road?
1: Yeah. So that was a big part of it for me as well. When I decided to oh. to move into the van, I, I had a number of reasons and, um, I, I guess I wouldn't quite say mental health. it's uh, mm-hmm. not the way I would necessarily put it but it fits in that same realm Um, just kind of personal growth and development Mm -hmm. Um, going from you know high school directly into college directly into a career and personally being in relationships a lot of that time Mm long-term relationships I felt like I needed some time to just make sure I knew who I was and pay attention to what I needed uh, Mm -hmm. and what I wanted to get out of life and kind of have that opportunity to sort of reinvent yourself, I guess, um, that, you know, that opportunity that sort of comes naturally when you get rid of everything and move into a van and set out for some unknown destination. Yeah. that's awesome.
0: I'm just laughing because I mean, I haven't even started my career and I've already feel like that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention that I've like taken lots of years off and gap years and traveled, but yet I'm still like in search for this like this experience, this feeling I have right now. like this is where my heart is. Yeah, and I can't ignore that. Yeah, you know I can't I can't I would not be true to myself or anybody I'm working with if I was not here and if I was at work. That's yeah. what how I feel. Absolutely. So do you find that like working part time, is there like a bit of ego that comes in there? I'm just curious. I know like I've talked to quite a few men where they feel as if they have to be like full time saving. Like there's this kind of mental chatter that goes with that.
1: Hmm. Um, I would say it has not been a challenge for me to work part-time. Um, I have no problem with not doing very much work, um, but at the same time, I very much enjoy that I do have that. Um, it keeps me engaged with, uh, you know, the corporate environment, I guess. Um, I feel like it, it keeps me relatively up to speed. And it's, you know, parts of my job are difficult. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like it's really good to have that mental challenge that is, you're sort of obligated to do, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't really get to say, well, I don't feel like uh, doing my work or, or doing that th- this week, you know, maybe I'll just do it next week. It's like, no, I still something that I have to sit down mm-hmm. and devote time to and get myself in the right headspace to do. And I like that. Um, I don't like doing it very much, but I do like that. I have that and have something that keeps me engaged and connected.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and because you're working part time and you're making, you know, you're just making enough to like survive and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You must have so much extra time for your passion. Oh yeah. Like well, for example, the guitar, I feel like you've probably been picking up more than you used to.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't pick it up Oh, so it's until new. recently, but <laughs> yes, th- things like that, you know, yeah. it's kind of, you, you have this free time to devote to a new hobby or a passion or mm-hmm. fitness or health or all of those things really. Mm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I feel like I have a lot more free time and flexibility to devote time where I feel it's important, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, I'm always surprised at how busy I feel in the van, yeah. Yeah, which I think is, is pretty common amongst van lifers why um why do i think that it's common Mm -hmm. Uh, because a lot of people say that they Mm -hmm. say you know i never i never expected that i would be this busy after Mm -hmm. i moved into a van i thought i would have all the free time Mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of moving around from place to place everything is more difficult and more time consuming there's i call it decision fatigue Mm -hmm. uh, because every day when you're in a new place you have to Decide. Okay, where am I going to get groceries today? Okay, do I need to do laundry? Is there a laundromat around here? Where am I going to sleep tonight? You know, there's there's all those things that really aren't that difficult to figure out. But when you add them all up cumulatively, and you have to make a lot of those decisions every single day, it yeah. kind of wears on you. I feel like.
0: Yeah. And no. These, totally.
1: Yeah, a lot. It's been that way a lot for me. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't spent a whole lot of time in one area. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time in some of the same areas, but I kind of come and go and crisscross the States and mm-hmm. jump around to where my friends are hanging out and where there are things to do and where the weather is mm-hmm. good and, and all of those things.
0: Totally. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I remember, um, before I came out here to meet all you guys, um, I was finishing up school in the city. So I was living in a van full time, mm-hmm. going to school hundred percent of the time and also working. So it felt like I had three jobs because and it was also the winter so everything took so much time and effort and like this lifestyle specifically in the city like everything you had to critically think about everything like I had to wash my dishes at school before I came home (laughs) you know like it was always like three steps ahead and it was so draining and so I really resonate with what you say like this way of life is a bit more challenging but also makes it so empowering because you get to choose like, absolutely. I get to choose my yeah. neighbors. I get to choose the fact that I'm here with you guys right now. You know, it's, it's it's much more empowering that way. I get to choose where I want to go or when I want to do laundry. Like, sure, I'm thinking of it, but it's very intentional. I love yeah. that aspect.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You had alluded to the aspect that you recently started getting into community. Yes. Why is that? Because you've been in the van for three years. Yeah. So why is it just recently that's been stimulated?
1: So when I first first moved into the van, I knew about Descend on Bend, Mm. and I was like, that sounds really cool, that would be a good way to meet other travelers, but I finished my van in early October and just didn't really have the time, I mean, I probably could have done it and made it to that, but I was meeting some friends to travel already, and uh, so I didn't go that year, and I was kind of like, okay, I need to find some other van life gatherings, and I looked around a little bit, but my impression at the time is it was hard to figure out where and when they were going to be they would just pop up in your Instagram feed and it would be like, Oh, next week there's a gathering here. And I was like, I'm on the other side of the country. Um, so I just never made it to one, uh, until last fall I kind of committed. I was like, all right, I'm going to descend on Ben this year. There's no reason I can't. Uh, and so I just, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't done it. I hadn't really made it. I'd, I'd crossed paths with a few other people on the road um just kind of happenstance but i hadn't really made an effort to get connected via social media to Mm. any of the people that i you know knew that were traveling or anything Um, so i just never really kind of met many other full-time van lifers Mm -hmm. um, or travelers in general until last fall and so i i did at descend on bend i met uh I met a handful, um, the Kooks and Neil and Lee and uh, a few other people, and we hung out uh, up around Bend and around Smith Rock. We camped out there at uh, the Skull Hollow area for uh, the full extent of our 14-day limit, (laughs) I think, and uh, did a bunch of climbing and um, just kind of really, it was very relaxing and it was very much a different way of traveling than most of what I had done, because most of what I had done had been uh, kind of running from one thing to the next, and I had had sort of blocked out time that fall to just hang around the Northwest without Mm -hmm. too much, so it it worked out really well Mm -hmm. that I was just sort of able to hang out with this community and let Mm -hmm. whatever happened day-to-day happen, and it was really, really cool, Mm -hmm. Um, a really neat feeling. And so since then, I've been to, I think, three other official gatherings and uh, i can't even count how many informal you know (laughs) paths cross hey let's meet up and you know circle our vans in the desert for a weekend kind of thing um and it's just it's like once you kind of get in and meet people it's like you know everyone and it's just this exponential effect of um getting connected with other people and having these incredible experiences that you know that we're having now (laughs) It's so special. Uh, isn't it?
0: Um, do you think half of that has to do with the aspect that van life is getting more and more popular? <clears throat> because like I've talked to quite a few people and three years ago there wasn't this big of a scene. So <clears throat> could it have been that you weren't making as much of an effort but also that it's become more popular? I'm
1: sure it's both of those, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit hard to, for me to say looking at it from the middle of it um, mm. because I don't feel like I keep a lot of tabs on, you know, what the movement is doing. It's just <laughs> like you go and you meet people and you have fun and um, it seems like a lot of people are you know, new within the last year or two. Yeah. So I, I think there is a large mm-hmm. aspect of that. And I think that also there's, the community itself is growing and getting stronger and the connections that people are making are getting stronger and there's more of that going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I get that impression as well. So I'm sure it's it's kind of all of those things. But yeah. whatever it is, I'm extremely happy that I've stumbled into it and that it exists in the first place. What does yeah.
0: community mean to you?
1: Boy, that's mm-hmm. a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like guess, to ask that here in yeah. the Vuey studio. <laughs> So, to me, community is people that are your tribe. Mm -hmm. They're people that you connect with Mm -hmm. and that you share values with, um, that you can share time and experiences Mm -hmm. with, and ultimately people that you can be comfortable around in yourself and know that you're not going to be judged or, or shunned or anything like that mm-hmm. for something that you say or something that you're bad at or being vulnerable or any of those things you know um, I think it's, it's kind of all of those things
0: that's mm-hmm. oh, beautiful I just remind me of, um, of the Colorado gathering the open mic night
1: yeah that like was that's, a phenomenal example of community, I okay, would say.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, so we're both vibed on that. And yeah. And just to give people a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about here, <clears throat> it was by no means a open mic night. It was full-on musicians and <laughs> artists and, you know, experts performing. Like, yeah. it blew me out of the water. Yeah. But something, actually, that Neil had shared with me is, oh, and Josh, Josh shared with me as well, he said that, That was his first time ever performing in front of people.
1: It seemed like a lot of people were in that boat where they've never stood in front of a microphone before or it's been 20 years or, you know, whatever. They haven't played music in five years and they're going to just get up and jam. And
0: that's because of what you're touching base about, about the community and showing up just as you are and feeling supported yes
1: I think everyone felt so supported Mm. in what they were doing and it was just like this momentum that Mm. was created and that was growing um, from people getting up there and being vulnerable and being welcomed Mm -hmm. and it was it was so beautiful it was
0: was. and then after to see all of us like I remember I I read my poem for the last like set Mm -hmm. and after that heaviness, it just turned into this like full dance party and people were like rapping on the mic and the drums were going wild and that just like shows that so many people like push through their barriers and then yeah. felt like they could just like release the energy and everybody was like proud of each other and we felt so supportive. Like that is community to yeah, me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So are you planning on going to Taos Gathering or Descent?
1: no i don't think so not
0: to
2: end. Um,
1: well it's the same weekend as burning man right. now and i'm going to burning man for my first time this year and so i probably won't be able to go to taos either because i need to get there a little ahead of time to help with setup and stuff mm. so unfortunately i'll probably miss both those but mm. um definitely rtr next year And then probably kind of the circuit of gatherings next year, I think. What about
0: the New Orleans gathering that Naomi does? Oh man, I
1: know. I don't know. I might. It's just like it's across the country. (laughs) And I've been trying to do a lot less of that Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. take time to be in one place. Mm -hmm. So I doubt it, but I probably will try to go to that next year.
0: Mm. So I'm curious about Burning Mass. This is your first year. It is. So what has prepared you to attend Burning Manor. Where has
1: this desire come from? Don't assume that I'm prepared. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. What what has guided you there? Why is this your first year?
1: Um, So it's something that's always held a bit of an appeal to me just because of the uniqueness of it. Mm. And that sort of, um, I don't know, just alternate take on society um, is really fascinating to me. And maybe that's part of what fascinates me about van life and the community here as well but it's always been something that I've kind of had my eye on since whenever I heard about it Um, and I had an opportunity to go one year and didn't and the next few years it was kind of like yeah people say it's not what it used to be you know whatever it's too corporate whatever Um, and you know you kind of hear those things and it's like well I don't know maybe I'll go sometime and then once I sort of met a bunch of people in the van community i actually i didn't know many people maybe like one person that had ever been to it and i met a bunch of people that had been and everybody said just go like if you've ever thought about it you should go and just see what it's like Um, do it once you will not regret going once kind of thing um and so yeah i was like you know what everyone says that you know you can you can make it whatever you want to it's such a unique experience like why am i taking this and and making it something that you know I'm like well you know I'm I'm too good for it or or whatever Uh you know it is um, I'm like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to set aside all my premonitions about what it might be or what it might not be and just go and just, yeah. you know, I, I honestly don't really know a, a lot about what to expect. I have some general ideas about it, but um, I I typically enjoy things the most when I don't know a lot about them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So that's the approach I'm taking to this as well. i just going to show up with my van and see what happens. Just
0: dive right in. Yeah,
1: that's the
0: goal oh cool okay well we'll miss you this year at Descend which is going yeah. to be my first year oh cool it's I'm a great emceeing, event actually oh awesome yeah um Ryan yeah I mean I've been in touch with Ryan and he's, he thought my podcast was super rad and he was like we'd love some support and emceeing yeah. so I'll be there awesome dang I'm sad I'm <laughs> gonna miss you. it <laughs> yeah oh. um so you mentioned that you've always been in relationships mm-hmm what has that trans- transition been like? Like, have you have you traveled with a partner in the van?
1: Only for about a month,
0: mm. and then she ran the opposite way. eh? Well,
1: she hiked the opposite way, but yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not for everybody. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to be
1: fair, yeah. the hiking was planned ahead of time. <laughs> no, so it's been, um, I mean, my my intent when I moved into the van was basically to be single uh, for, for some period of time because, you know, part of it was self-discovery. Um, and I, you know, I, I wanted to be single for a bit. I figured I would, I kind of committed myself to doing a year in the van. Mm. It was like, that's a good period of time. I can easily be single for a year, you know. Uh, so I did. And um, a year went by really quickly. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, you know, realized that it was going to be much longer than a year and now it's close to three and I'm have kind of committed myself through four and I'm super excited about like everything that is coming up. So, um, but from a relationship standpoint, it's been good. I would say it's been really good. Um, but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, all right, like, kind of got all that stuff figured out now i'm like sort of ready to date you know to like really settle down i feel like and it's like van life dating is hard
0: (laughs) what do you think like what do you think makes it difficult
1: uh well you move around all the time Mm. you know so most people out there Mm -hmm. do not live in vans and have the ability to live wherever they want to any given day Mm. so you know you kind of need to be in one area and typically that means a relatively sizable city mm-hmm. and um i don't particularly like cities and being in them for more than like two to three days at a time so that just means that i'm you know kind of out here. in and out and yeah trying to you know it's like well i'll be back next week let's set up a you know a date or two and you know, you try to, it's just more difficult, you know, than if you live in one place, I feel like.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. And a lot
1: of people don't quite get the whole van life thing either, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you're living in your van, like, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean you're going to leave in a month and like never be around again? And I'm like, well, maybe, (laughs) (laughs) but maybe not, you know, like I'm flexible, so... Um, If it's the right person, then no, I'm not going to leave.
0: Right. Or can you come well? Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Tell me about you and how much you want to quit your job and travel. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So would you be super open to having somebody in your van or? Mm,
1: Yes, but I feel like if I was going to have someone in my van long term, full time, I would want to build a different van. Um, Because it's just a little tight. So when Mm -hmm. I did travel for a month with the girl that I was in a relationship with for a bit, Mm -hmm. um, we got used to it pretty quickly. You know, you you first start sharing your space with someone, and it's like, you know, it's a little bit overwhelming because... For those of us, in, you know, in vans, we probably know this, but many people maybe don't quite realize it. That like, you have your home with you all the time, and you're so attached to your space and your routines that when somebody else comes into it, it really throws you off. At sure. least that's how I felt, and I've heard that similar sentiment from other people. Um, so, it took a little bit of getting used to, you know. But, I mean, most people. I guess I speak for myself mainly. I feel like I adapt fairly quickly. So, you know, a week to two weeks in, and then it's like, oh, this is just perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to kind of adapt to moving within the space and not running into each other and figure out how to cook and change places and mm-hmm. whose stuff goes where. And, you know, all of those little things that are now, you know, challenges that didn't exist when it was just one person you know, by yourself. Um, so I'm sure that I could get used to it in my van, yeah. um, but it, it takes a little a little getting used to.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I, I know I was sure. chatting about uh, dating in van life with Matt from okay. Enjoy the Journey mm-hmm. today, and he was like he's open to meeting a partner as well, but he has a whole he has a whole set of things he requires. But she <laughs> has to have her own van.
1: Yeah, I feel like that like would be so much easier. Exactly, right? and so
0: that also in a way. Um, makes your pool smaller.
1: Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> and then, to top it all off, something I wanted to bring up with you, I find interesting is, before you and I sat down here, I was looking at the, the Humans of Van Life Instagram page, mm-hmm. and I noticed that the majority of people I've interviewed are male. Interesting. Like, way more okay. than the majority. I would say, I think, 80%. Um, and then, the women that I have interviewed, there's Two of them up until now, I'm pretty sure. And they both have partners.
1: Okay. You need to get some single females on. Absolutely. There's a lot of them out there.
0: Well, there is. And this just hit me. I realized, like, this is not a proper representation. So I'm going to make that more of an intention to um, meet with single females and podcast with them. Mm -hmm. So that was cool of my awareness. But this also goes into our conversation. Right? Like, it makes the pool. So in your experience, do you think that there's more men or women? living this lifestyle
1: that's um my inclination is always that there are more men doing it Mm -hmm. at least when you're talking about single travelers Mm -hmm. um but honestly the last couple van life meetups i've been at i think that there have been at least roughly equal number of single women Mm -hmm. and single men maybe even more single women i think what do you think
0: yeah i actually totally agree I totally agree, but I was looking at my numbers and like looking at yeah. what it looks like, uh-huh. and that's not the case. Hmm. Um, so, but I, if I recall from all the meetups I've been to as well, it feels like it's mostly women there. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of Maybe. like, yo, where are the men at? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll
1: be perfectly honest with yeah. you. Yeah. The meetups are a little bit overwhelming for me because of that aspect. It's like, well, limits. because of, okay, we've, we've agreed that your ideal pool of candidates are probably already living in a van, right? Yeah. yeah. So like you've narrowed it down to that. So if that's like, like that's not, you know, there's plenty of people that don't live in vans that I'm very interested in, yeah. but like, It's just so much easier if you find someone that already lives in a van, right? Yes. Um, Already gets the lifestyle, already has their own van, you know, all those things, right? (laughs) So you go to these meetups and it's like, okay, now there's a bunch of people here that are like potential candidates. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I want to meet people. I want to talk to people. But it's like, it's such a short period of time Mm -hmm. that you try to like fit some of that in along with all the other events and just things you want to do and Mm -hmm cool community stuff that's going on and it's like this is a lot Mm. i don't know if you felt like that at all but i have at the both of the last ones Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah um i get a bit overwhelmed in all of it too but it's just because i feel like i'm surrounded by so much love yeah like for me i'm not i don't i'm not intentionally seeking someone Mm -hmm. at least i don't think (laughs) 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 <laughs> um, so I don't like enter a gathering Though I'm not like, who could I find here? <laughs> right, right. Um, I just kind of flow and when I connect with people, I connect with people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I really love and appreciate, but yeah. what I do find overwhelming is that there's so many people and I want to interact with so many of them, but yeah. I don't want to burn myself out. Yeah. And so like at the Colorado gathering, we formed that nice, beautiful circle, which felt really safe and fun. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it seemed as if most people always ended up in that circle. We were all <laughs> dancing like where our bands were. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. Uh huh. So it's interesting. We gotta make you. We gotta put Steve on a profile, eh? <laughs> <laughs> ladies, huh?
2: you can cut this out. But the funniest, like to hearing this, is when we heard the dance party going off, and like Steve's out there with like five ladies dancing. <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, we peeked
0: out the window to see Steve with like these beautiful string lights underneath this awning. Like almost 12, and there's five or six girls, and so Steve's in the middle just grooving And we we're like watching from my van, we we're like, that's the man Nice.
1: Yeah. Oh man. It was a blast.
0: It was so fun. Um, but what... it was a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, and then you pulled the plug at 12, eh? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) It is bedtime. I was exhausted that night.
0: (laughs) Do you... So, I'm just curious. (sighs) Really, I just want to have lots of conversations with men and women about dating. Mm -hmm. Like, I plan on doing a couple uh, episodes going forward where it's like, I have like three men and I interview them and three women and stuff. But do you... Would you think that most people... No. How do I want to phrase this? Do you ever have trouble admitting that you're looking for a partner?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I think no, Mm -hmm. I don't. Like, I I feel like at this point in my life, I'm pretty clear with what I want, where I've been. Mm -hmm. And I'm 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 pretty sure I'm ready for that. And Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at right now. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that I love about being single, but... No, like, I think I'm ready for that, and I mm-hmm. think that's, like, pretty clear to me. So I, I wouldn't say I really have a problem admitting that or accepting that.
0: hmm yeah. Which is so inspiring, because I think that there's a lot of shame around admitting that you're lonely, or I think that in our society we really uh, idolize individualistic, mm. so I can handle this myself. I got this, like, that whole thing, when the truth is is underneath it, we just want to connect.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: whether you're willing to admit that or not. Like, I know for a long time I was not willing to admit that I'd be open to connecting. And I think that that comes from this idea of, yeah, shame or, like, um, it's embarrassing to be lonely or those sort of things. So I just think it's important to have dialogue about that and kind of changing that norm. And, like, how empowering is it to know what you want? Like, fuck yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, it's cool, right?
1: Hell yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're awesome. (laughs) So, are you quite up front with people then? Like, if you Mm. connect with somebody, would you be willing to kind of be... Like, are you the one that says something first?
1: That's a good question. Mm. I feel like it depends on the situation and the person. Mm. Um... (laughs) <laughs> i don't know how, well, how much i want to tell you here <laughs> why not <laughs> it's getting hot in here right really hot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait why not
1: okay so i'm just i'm very picky and i feel like i i decide yes or no on somebody like pretty fast yeah. and so i'm like very interested in someone and then it's like no not anymore kind of mm. thing um at least that happens a lot um mm. But then there's these cases where a a lot of times it can be hard to get to know people, um, especially in this lifestyle, because, um, especially if it's someone that isn't in a van because I don't get to see them that often, you know, Mm. I'm I'm in and out of town or moving around and you'll see people periodically, but it's Mm. not like you're just in the same place all the time. And it's Mm. like, Oh, okay. Maybe in like three days I have a free night. Let's hang out. Kind of thing. You know? Mm. So it's like, it's different. It's more difficult to, um, really date someone i feel Mm. like than maybe it is in a traditional lifestyle
0: i totally agree not only that i find that like out here we fast track to family very quickly yeah (laughs) like you see somebody who's kind of cute and they like live in a van it's like kind of cool next thing you know uh you're sleeping side by side for days cooking dinners together showering taking shits together Uh Uh (laughs) and next thing you know it's like this brotherly love yeah it's like well hold on a second here Uh what just happened but it's just that there's no walls and the way we're connecting is like so deep and profound that um yeah just like fast tracks through there yeah
1: it really does Hmm. it takes some getting used to huh
0: Mm Yeah, it does. Yeah. So do you think a van life dating app would be successful?
1: <laughs> this has been talked about so many times. It's hilarious. In the community? In the community. Yeah. Um, I want to think it would be successful, but mm. I feel like the overall pool that we're talking about of users is not very big. <laughs> Maybe we need to just pitch like Bumble or something, like a van life. You know, they've got their like... BFFs, they're professional, they're dating. How about a van life section?
0: (laughs) That would be hilarious. Right?
1: Hmm. I want it to happen.
0: Hmm. But then again, it's like, (laughs) isn't it so much more magical just to meet people out here whenever it's meant to be? Yeah. You know? Like, none of this apples. I mean, that's part
1: of what makes these interactions so special and so unique is that, like, there's nothing. Like, I didn't know you guys were going to show up here yesterday. I mean, obviously, I've met you before, but it's like, hey, cool, more people, let's hang out. Like, that's awesome. And, you know, you have those kind of interactions. A lot of times you meet new people that way, and there's something really um, unique and kind of magical about that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, would you, what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to try out this lifestyle, but A, would realize that the dating pool is small, so they're like... (laughs) Like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> or and they felt like they were a bit too scared to do it. What would your advice be?
1: Well, just do it, first of all. Okay. Um, I feel like there are, you know, the, the lifestyle's not for everyone. I always say that, and I really do think that that's the case. But I also think that, it, sort of similar to Burning Man, I guess, like if you've ever thought about it and ever thought you might like it, mm-hmm. just do it because, like, you probably will. Um, I've I haven't met a whole lot of people that have done it and hated it, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel personally like there's such a strong community and the way that the way that people live in this lifestyle and in this community is mm-hmm. so authentic and brings out the best in people, like because of that's such a like a, a big overpowering thing I feel like and. So, like, that should offset a whole lot of other, like, negatives, right? So, like, if you're scared to do it, who cares? Jump into it. You'll mm-hmm. figure it out. It won't be as bad as you think. It's good to get out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, the dating thing, you know, you can figure that out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say just do it. Just like, do it. it's amazing.
0: Okay, Nike. Nike's got a hand oh, yeah. over there. Right, just do... right. No, because that's what everybody says. Really? They say just do it. Just jump. Yeah. You know, like what what are you really going to lose yeah you're only gonna gain yeah which is just so beautiful and I, i'm very grateful that we're out here and I'm, I'm wondering if you feel as if van life is represented properly in media
1: well i don't consume a whole lot of media mm-hmm. other than my um, instagram feed i guess which is mostly other van lifers yeah. so um it's hard for me to say but i feel like based on What my friends and family what their impressions are of van life probably not Mm -hmm. because they know what i'm doing to some extent um but mostly they think that i'm just out you know mountain biking and going and camping in amazing spots Mm -hmm. and you know just kind of out doing all these really cool activities and that's true to a large extent but i don't think that they get the community side of it at all and what it Feels like as a human to live like this um, where you are just every day living an authentic life where you don't necessarily know what the day is gonna bring what it's gonna do what kind of interactions you're gonna have and you just do it and you go with the flow and there's something so like primal I guess about living like that um, like it gets back to our ancestral roots. I feel like you're out living in the world instead of shut up consuming media and worrying about a job or taking mm-hmm. the kids to soccer practice or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just, you're doing it and you're in the middle of it. And like, that's amazing. And I don't think that most people understand that aspect of it or that that's conveyed appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's hard to, it's hard to really explain to people without
0: doing it well and that's the whole thing like you can you can know something but then to feel something a different story yeah same thing you can study something you can study a culture but you gotta at least i believe you have to immerse yourself in the culture to really understand it that's yeah. how i feel and this whole journey kind of started well it did start off with the uh, intention of me bringing to light that van life is not a dirty hippie right? That's the stigma. That's how all this started. And then little do I know that I've never been around so many people that are so intelligent, successful, creative, you know, profiles It's the complete opposite mm-hmm. of what the people I was around thought about my flips. Sure. Sure. And so I would say that I started off with this idea of trying to represent that it's the humans, right? It's mm-hmm. the humans out here. Yeah. And that is just Pretty much turned into this beautiful platform where people like you can sit and share and and uh yeah we can have real talks like this
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. it's i think it's really cool that you're sharing people's stories and trying mm-hmm. to show that side of it because i think you're really hitting on a, a good point that it is underrepresented and maybe misportrayed
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. thank you is there anything else you feel like you'd like to add
1: um not really, no. Mm-hmm. I don't think so.
0: Is there any questions you feel like you'd ask? Do you want to ask them after? I have some
2: questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you wanna I think so, put yeah. Them in? Okay. Um Put them feel, in or feel free not to Oh uh, into the podcast. Sure. So feel free not to answer anything if you're not <laughs> or anything. Sure. Um but these are just some things that I kind of formulated uh when I was thinking about you and what I'd like to know more about you mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So I was just gonna say, um you, you spoke about community earlier and, um, and what this community is like and whatnot. And I was just going to ask, prior to doing the van life and prior to living in your vehicle, what does this community feel like in regards to other communities that you may have been in? Well, that's
1: a good question. Um, so the strongest thing that I can probably relate to van life to in terms of other communities that i have been involved in was an organization that i was involved in in college which uh, was called formula sae and it's um, a student organization engineering based and you build a um, small vehicle um, and compete against other universities but what that kind of meant is that you spend your entire time with this other group of people working toward this same goal and because of that there's a strong sense of community you know you're all working toward the same thing you see each other all the time you know you spend full nights together in the shop it's challenging you know you're you're going to classes together trying to scrape by and pass your classes when you're never going to them you know things like that um so it's very very much something that unites people and that's probably the closest thing that i've found to this community um you know, other other communities, I feel like, or other places where you get a sense of community, for me, has just kind of been day-to-day life, you know, at work, um, recreational sports, things like that. And it doesn't compare at all to what I feel like this community is, yeah. and um, that's been really interesting for me to see and realize that this is so so different than generally what you get in the rest of you know other parts of your life
2: Mm. i was um like when you guys were speaking about dating before and whatnot it was it's a bit of a laugh (laughs) but i found that what's so profound to me is how strongly i feel towards other men in this community Mm. you know yeah and and how Mm. easily it is for me to open up and feel vulnerable with other men and not feel like I'm going to be that, sure. Oh, well, you know, you're gay or, or, or something like that. Sure. And it's like, I can open up and give you a big hug and tell you, I love you, you know what I mean? And there could be four other blokes watching in this community and instead of teasing us, they probably want to get involved, yep. you know, and like have a hug uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. So I think yeah. that, that stands out the most to me because I've been involved in a lot of good communities in my time, you know, and, and a lot of strong communities in terms of sports and work as well. And yeah, it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. It doesn't. There's always this barrier between, you know, even men and men and men and women, there's all these things that you can and can't say and whatnot. Whereas here, it's like, well, I'm going to say what I feel like saying to you. And if you have a problem with it, I'm comfortable that you'll tell me. Yeah, absolutely. This is a weird one. And you might not have an answer you might say, but I was going to ask you, who were you five years ago? a very different person than I am today, I would say. Um,
1: I'd say it's hard for me to say who I was necessarily, because I don't quite know how you encompass that. But, um, yeah, I'd say I was very different. I was a lot more concerned with what other people thought and, um, concerned with what other people thought of me, whether I had all the appropriate information before I did something or said something or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, kind of scared of being wrong um, or not knowing enough or or whatever the case is. And yeah, uh, so there's kind of a lot of stress that comes with that, with putting that expectation on yourself. So mm-hmm. I'd say I'm a lot less stressed now. Um, and, you know, I just, I don't feel like I was, um the best version of myself back mm-hmm. then and I feel like now I'm 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 still probably not you know I feel like everyone's working on constantly improving and people change but I feel like I'm a much better version and truer version of myself than I was then mm. um, you know especially being an engineer and working in a large corporation there's kind of a lot of pressure to be at least I felt pressure to be very, um, how would I put it professional, I guess, Mm -hmm. and not kind of hide the emotional side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was in a management role and so it's like, I just never but you know, part of it is you come into this company and there's a certain culture and you try to fit into that. And so part of it is probably that. And part of it was who I was as a person back Mm -hmm. then too. But, You know, I, I really wasn't friends with many people that I worked with and didn't have a lot of real relationships with anyone that I worked with. Didn't feel like they would, you know, if like, if they saw me outside of work, they would be like, who is this person? This isn't, you know, who I know you to be kind of thing. And I feel like that's not healthy because you're tailoring who you are to different situations, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, this is how I should be in this situation. So I'm going to, and this is how I should be in this situation and you know. It's kind of like you lose track of who you really are if that's the case so um, I feel like I'm much more of myself now
2: hmm. I really relate to that a lot yeah. yeah I really really do relate to that recently has there been a moment that has been a powerful experience for you a moment yeah or, yeah. A, or an, an event or yes um, if you don't wish to share it with me so at
1: this last gathering, I would say there was that, but I, I would rather not share that. Mm-hmm. But I will share from the last gathering, I did breath work with Melissa then, and that was my first time. And that was a really powerful experience for mm-hmm. me. And what kind of came up for me was all of the feelings about this lifestyle and um, just how much I've come to love it and appreciate it since getting involved in this community and how special that feels and how much I want to take that and share it with the rest of the people in my life that aren't part of this community and don't really get it or understand it. And um, so that was really... It was something that I Feel like I didn't fully appreciate prior to going through that experience and sort of seeing that and uh, so that was really it struck me I guess um, for a number of reasons um, but anyway what what came out of that I'm going to throw a little plug here is uh, um, that I'm planning on hosting a Wisconsin van life meetup in 2020 you're kidding? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've told you guys that, but yeah, um, I made a little announcement at the uh, the Teton Gathering, and I, it's not official yet, but, but for uh, Van
0: Life Diaries
1: uh,
0: or separate?
1: We'll see. Okay. Hopefully with them, yes. Hopefully as part of the Van Life Diaries tour next year. That's so but, exciting! Yeah, w- lots to be determined still, yeah. but uh, yeah, so I I feel like. Um, It's a way that i can what my what one of my intents will be with that or goals is to try to take you know this sense of community this environment that we have in the van life community and spread that you know and show that to Mm -hmm. other people so um it will be i think a a little bit of a challenge to take that Mm -hmm. and incorporate a lot of people that aren't in the community and still have it be the way it is, or you know, be what it is, um, mm. with you know, kind of with the core of the community. I'll say, I yeah. guess. Um, but I'm excited for it, and I think uh, I think it's gonna be awesome. Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome, fucking right! I'll be there. <laughs> Hopefully, <Sweet. laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I just you made me think of something when you said you were incorporating people into it, and when I was at the Teton Gathering. Um, sorry to like continuously speak on your podcast. No, it's so hard. But um, I kind of stayed on the outskirts. Yeah. I didn't really sort of get involved too much and whatnot. And there was gentleman rocked up at about three o'clock in the morning and he parked next to me. He was an older, he was an older guy, maybe in his late fifties. Okay. And he said he bumped into a bunch of vans on his way, traveling up from some path. I forget what it was. And they told him about the teasing gathering. And he said, well, I've got to go pick up this and then I'll get there early in the morning. And he stayed for the whole weekend. This was the first night. Okay. So, I heard him rock up in the morning. And um, and then the next night, I kind of had a chat with him. And I reached out and said, hey, you know, I heard you get in late. Hope everything's okay and whatnot. He told me that he's never been to one of these things before. He's been living in his vehicle for five years. He's never okay. been to a gathering. And... Um, And he said he tried to go to some, like some RV gatherings and whatnot. And he said that it was very clicky and the community wasn't too. And he said when he got in at four in the morning, there was still a fire going over where the fire pit was. And he went over and he said there was three guys sitting around. it. I have no idea who the guys are. And he ended up getting into such a conversation with them that he broke down about his, because he was an ex-Marine and he was a vet. Do you know what I'm talking about? I might... Yeah, and he said that everyone around the fire cried and they all and they all shared really painful stories and he said that there's stuff that he held on to from the army that he he'd been holding on to since leaving the army and that was the first time in his life that he felt comfortable enough to share that stuff. And even when he was telling me, he started crying in front of me and then I started crying in front of him. And yeah, and he 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 said that it was one of the most beautiful moments of his life and I think that if people like yourself want to, you know, push forward and keep doing those gatherings, like, to, to a lot of the people in the community, it might seem like just a bit of fun, you know, like, it's, it's more than a bit of fun, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's people who have been in here for a while, and, and it's, mm-hmm. but it does so much more than that for other people, that that guy, no, I don't remember his name, I don't re- barely remember what he looks like, to be honest, mm-hmm. but that was the most powerful moment in the world for him in his recent years, so... Wow i think that putting putting events on is is very important that you kind
1: of hit the nail on the head with what i'm trying to encompass you know it's like there's so much love in this community and Mm. it's such a i don't know a healing environment that i feel like so many people could benefit from it you know i feel like Mm. if there's if there's one thing that it would be incredible to see come out of this whole movement i guess Mm. i'll call it it's spreading that to you know as much as we can i guess
0: Hmm. which i hate to say it but this is what my my dad was doing in the 60s Hmm. he lived in volkswagen they all got together and they literally tried spreading peace and love simple man yeah simple and it just hit me at this second. That's exactly what we're experiencing I know. and wanting yeah. to do. <laughs> Modern day
1: holy shit people <laughs> out there that are like, it was tried guys. <laughs> so we're like, no no no. It's different, <laughs> it's this, different time. this time. <laughs> but That's I think right? I think that just because it's been tried
2: <laughs> <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> I mean just because it's been tried before and yeah. hasn't taken over the world or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where I'd be without this. I don't know where you'd be without this. I don't yeah. know where you'd be. So. doesn't mean you can't still do a ton of good. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my final question. Kay. Lighthearted. What's your favorite thing in the world?
0: <laughs>
1: Lighthearted? Yeah. <laughs> that's hard. It <laughs> it could could be thing like, in the
2: world. Yeah, your favorite mean, thing. It could be big. It could be
1: small. It's like hard to not say my van, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: I mean, it gives me this, right? Yeah. Um, that's incredible. It's just a thing, but what it enables is amazing.
2: Awesome. Well, mm. well that's all my questions. I'm exhausted. Okay.
0: Well, Steve, thank you so much for being here. This is really special. Um, it's always really special creating this undivided space to hold attention for each other yeah. and to listen. And um, it's just so beautiful getting to know you a bit deeper and, and seeing you crack open a little bit more. Thank Thank you for being here. It's
1: been really good. Thank you for having me.
0: Mm, You're very welcome. And for everybody else out there, looking forward to you tuning in again every Tuesdays and Thursdays for Humans of Van Life. Bye-bye.